The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. nerds discover your geeky haven with toink.com we've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms we carry top brands from disney funko marvel and dc star wars harry potter and much much more we also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else with all these collectible goods you're definitely gonna need a bigger boat use code WINGEEKS 15 for 15 percent off your order Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's, a it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, we can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And a welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. <laughs> this is the poorest Irish accent <laughs> ever. Oh, man. I did it like lum doodly doodly lum doodly do right illy diddy. I did it like lum doodly doodly lum doodly do right illy diddy. Let waters grow and rivers flow in a free and easy way. But give me enough of the pine of stuff that's made near Galway Bay. Top of the morning, fellas. Oh, wait. This is nighttime when we're recording, isn't it? It is. Yeah, up with the evening there, boyos. We're going to have a little whiskey in the jar. Now put down that shillelagh, Michael. I swear to you, saints preserve me, that there's not a lick of whiskey here in the house. And it's not because I just drank it the last drop either. <laughs> As you can tell, we're recording on St. Patrick's Day. and I'm not even going to try a Scottish accent. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Irish accent. <laughs> Scottish accent's totally different. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I... I I had a I remember one of my uh, jobs when I was in college. I made the mistake of s- saying Scottish instead of Irish to an Irish bartender. Oh, I got an education. <laughs> oh, and that was darn near fighting words, was it? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I, I can believe it. <laughs> Um, welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks on St. Patty's Day. It is the intrepid trio, Kylan, Darby, and myself. I mean, Eric and myself, Mike. Oh, you could just call me Darby O'Gill today. <laughs> um, I gotta go be meeting with the little people later. Check out the homepage, which is behind. 
sorry, but the shows are not behind on on your feed. So wherever you're listening to the shows, obviously you're listening to the latest episode. Um, mm-hmm. But so go to our homepage. Our affiliates support them, supports us. Also, too, as you heard in the opening tag with Toink, use code WINGEEKS15 for 15% off your purchase. And it's not just first purchase. Buy something today. Two days later from now, you want to buy something else? Buy something else. Use the code. <laughs> Shopping on there this weekend. I'm well, in the mood to treat myself. Use code WINGEEKS15 for 15% off. There you go. You should treat yourself. I should treat myself. I'm already building a wish list. <laughs> As if that comes with no surprise. Uh, actually, you know, I'm going to toink right now to see what's new in Marvel. And so I go to shop by interest. I choose Marvel. Go to newest arrivals. Marvel Spider-Man Halo Toaster. Really? Yep. Marvel Studios Captain America 4-inch shield prop. Nice. So, uh, you know, there's still part of me that wants to get that Tesseract replica. Yes. Oh, I, I just saw that. Um, I don't know how old it is, but that that looked awesome. Yeah. Uh, of course, they do have some. Um, I don't know if these are Marvel Legends figures. Yes, there is Marvel Legends, but there's also some other six inch figures that I'm assuming are Hasbro, but are not Marvel Legends. Yeah. Um, okay, now the the Mark V armor suitcase mobile battery charger looks cool. Did I miss that? What's well, here? Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm not scrolled down far enough. That and the Thor's, you know, the Mjolnir toolbox all in one kit. Yeah. The toolkit, yeah. I mean, I don't care if this stuff is new. I want stuff. Yeah, that resin Tesseract is awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, that battery, suitcase battery charger, I remember that was something that they sold at um, ThinkGeek for a while. Mm-hmm, yep. And I kind of wanted it then, something different. Well, there you go. They have the zombie Captain America Funko Pop <laughs> and Zombie Falcon. At Falcon, yeah. <laughs> they got the six-inch Hydra Stomper. Funko Pop. Yes. Now they got the uh, the Wandavision sword pin. Yeah. That that may be my favorite out of what I'm seeing so far. There is a Marvel Studios Loki Miss Minutes mechanical countdown timer. Oh, uh, okay, that's cool. For the kitchen. Yep. You know that uh, the um, Eternals. Uh, uh, bracelet bracelet's really nice. nice too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is pretty cool. I still want to do. I I know they have, and I have the card, but I I want to find the place that actually does the custom cards. But the Marvel Agents of Shield badge ID card replica set, which is the wallet, the badge, and the card. Mm-hmm. That that's what I want, and I have a card to go in there from back in during Civil War when um, the Cafe Press did free cards, free shield cards. Something like that. Yeah. So, but there are people out there who, who do this whole kit and will do a custom card with your, your image on it. Hmm. And, and, and the card is completely custom to you, to you. Hmm. So, um, yeah, we can have fun with this. We could sure. have fun with that. It's just, there's a shame. It's a shame we can't add Intrepid Trio <laughs> to the card. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so go check out Toink. Again, use code WINGEEKS15 for 15% off your purchase anytime. Mm-hmm. And we've only been running the ad for about six weeks, and I've already heard we've had a couple people use the code. That, go use that code. 
that's not a bad deal. No, it's not. I mean, for six it's weeks. At all. I mean, even if it is just two people, I'm 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 pleased. I mean, at least at least it's getting out there. Right. Well. Yeah. So, so, but please go, feel free to use it. Go to Toink, use the code, fifteen percent off. Fifteen percent, dude. It's a good job. I mean, that that covers that covers tax and then some. And on top of that, as long as you live in the continental U.S., it's free shipping. There you go. So I'm sorry, most of you over in the actual Ireland, you're just crap out of luck. Or Hawaii. Well, that's true too. Sorry, Summer. She works mm-hmm. for the company. She get she has to pay for shipping. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Got some good news. Got some bad news. Which would you guys like to hear first? Uh, Let's go with the bad news because I expect the worst anyway. Yes. On March 13th, William Hurt, a.k.a. Thunderbolt Ross, had passed away. Yeah. One week before his 72nd birthday. On the plus side, Brody doesn't have to worry about that court martial anymore. True. That is true. But yeah, I mean, Ross was one of my favorite non-main Marvel characters. Yeah, I I was pretty certain that we weren't going to get to see him as uh, Red Hulk, but that was okay. Uh, I would still have liked to have seen that. Yeah, (laughs) his version, I I liked his version of Thunderbolt Ross. I, I liked his version, and it fit. And there was this part of me that was like, Will we see? I, I mean, could he end up as Red Hulk? I mean, before all this, I would have loved to see it. I was low key hoping to see it, but I wasn't sure if, if it would happen, you know? Well, you know, it, and that's the thing at this point, they could still pull that off. True. They could still pull that off because if he's Red Hulk and he's Red Hulk all the time. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, they don't need him to be there. Right. If they get somebody who sounds arguably enough like a hulked out version, Mm -hmm. they could still do that. Yeah. And then we would still get our Thunderbolts. We could. (laughs) It's true, too. But that the thing about that, though, is Mm -hmm. how long could you keep that going? True. I mean, if it's just a one-off kind of like for – for maybe like an episode or, or a movie or two, you could do that. Because basically you would be getting like Peter Cushing's character, you know, Governor Tarkin in Rogue One. Right. Yeah. I think that would be the wrong way to go at this point. Yeah. Just, just my my opinion. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. I mean, you could. Now, again, that harkens back to, you know, Jeff Goldblum's character in Jurassic Park. You know, you were so obsessed of whether or not you could, you never start to thought, you know, whether you should. Well, I guess the question can also come down to as well. Did Ross have a son that could carry on the legacy in the MCU? Well, considering how Marvel Studios will take artistic license, shall we say, with certain things, it doesn't matter if there was, you know, a junior Ross anywhere right. in the I I actually, I kind of almost see with the passing of now Secretary Ross and the initiative he was pulling, we bring in U.S. agent, we bring in Yelena, you know, all these people that um, Sarah or Julia Louise Dreyfus's character. Val. Val. And in his, in his memory, she forms the Thunderbolts. Oh, no, that's an idea. Right. And that's how you keep the legacy going. Well, it's kind of like how the X-Men fought for Xavier's dream for years after he died. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's totally plausible. And, and that's something I could see the MCU doing as well. Mm-hmm. Because what if Val was also working on behind the scenes with Ross to form this new team? Mm-hmm. Well, you figure she probably was. Yeah. I mean, she had to have been working with somebody. And she had too much of a knowledge of inner workings of government. Yep. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean she was working with a general slash secretary. Right. But it was somebody definitely within the the hierarchy of government. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as for the good news, congratulations to Tom Hiddleston. And also congratulations. And and uh, and his now fiance, Zawi Ashton apparently are now engaged congratulations tom and zowie um apparently uh ashton is poised to join the franchise of the the mcu playing a mysterious villain role in 2023's the marvels hiddleston and ashton initially met co-starring in the play betrayal alongside daredevil star charlie cox and made their relationship red carpet official during the Tony Awards in September of last year. Holy guacamole. Look at the rock on her finger. Yep. Yeah. It's almost the size of a Tesseract. <laughs> okay, maybe not that big. Okay, if there's not a miniature Tesseract in that ring, I'm going to be severely, severely <laughs> disappointed. Uh, Hiddleston Ashton's relationship sparked speculation for quite some time as the pair were rumored to have moved in together in Atlanta 2020 and then were spotted on vacation together in summer of 2021. Why would they be moving to Atlanta? Because that's where Marvel's been filming a lot of their films. Right. So easier to stay closer to work. Um, Oh, snap. Daily Mail is saying that she wants a baby. Ooh. Baby Loki. Baby Loki. When we see pictures of that baby, when it happens, there better be Loki horns on his head. Yes. A little little set of a, a little crocheted beanie that's got the horns on it yep so uh so yeah congrats congratulations congrats these two tom i'm sorry you didn't uh i'm a little disappointed you didn't text me directly and let me know but that's okay we'll work through this yeah so um (laughs) big news that happened this week miss marvel we got the first trailer yes we did uh kylan you want to break it down Sure. Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, sorry. So that, <laughs> like, you just oh. pulled revolt on Kylan. He tells us. <laughs> but you know what, though? Actually, I'm somewhat prepared already. So something told me to keep it up, and I didn't do it. Uh, but I'm hey, now. now. Family show. That is. That's what we're. That's what we're going to call it from here on out. You got reported. <laughs> All right, so uh, so now we start off. Now this trailer is is awesome because you you get to know Kamala, uh, who apparently Kamala or Kamala. I hear it. Oh, sorry, Kamala, Kamala. And so you get to you. you it seems that uh, sh- she's a bit of a distracted in school. <laughs> You know, it looks like, you know, you see her and it seems like that she's daydreaming and she's meeting with a counselor or teacher, either one. And she's visualizing word bubbles, <laughs> you know, while while he's talking and then she goes into her own little fantasy world. And he's like, really, um, you 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 see that that she's a she she's a unabashed geek you know obviously she's she's wearing the t-shirts and 
but same time, she's very much a teenage girl. You know, there's a whole school thing. There's boys and all that good stuff. Um, boys. <laughs> boys. Sorry, I, I'm getting ready to be dealing with that on my own. <laughs> well, you know, maybe you'll get, maybe, maybe, maybe your kid will have superpowers too. I don't know. Um, but apparently oh, she doesn't turn into a red panda. There's that. Not yet. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So the trailer, I mean, it seems that uh, she's definitely in her head a lot. So that's kind of, it's kind of like where we are at first. And, you know, there's this whole, you know, she she's kind of, I guess, has this fantasy of becoming a superhero. And that is where the comic and so pretty much the re- the, the similarities stop. Um, she fantasizes, I mean, just like in the comics, she fantasizes about being uh, being uh, Captain Marvel. Right, right. And uh, now in the comics, uh, Kamala, com- I said Kamala, Kamala comes to her powers through other means. Uh, in the show, it seems that there's a family heirloom uh that gives her these abilities and her abilities seem to be different from what we have in the comic as well uh so guys i wanted to bring you in on this um because well i'll just say it so in the comics uh kamala is an inhuman right um but in the tv series it seems that she's human but she has these bracelets that gives her special abilities um and we were talking about this earlier before in a prior to the show uh because we do that we do that and so the thing is looking at what these bracelets look like and knowing that these bracelets seem to be related to captain marvel in some way uh seems there's a Relation between between the bracelets and the Nova Corps, um, and, I, and I think that's that's a fair thing to say, right? I mean, I'm not jumping in the gun here, am I? It, it kind of so. looks like it should. And so from there, that that like I said, that's where the comic and the TV show seem to part. Well, when we were talking before recording tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, your wife had a very good point that it seems that Marvel Studios is trying to steer everything away from the Inhumans. Right. Um, by the way, Kylan, I just want to say you married a freaking genius because I think that is totally spot on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mike, you did too. Don't 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 think for a moment that you didn't. Oh, I know I married but, a genius. Okay. But Considering how Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was so very much inhuman heavy mm-hmm. and the the failed attempt at a inhuman TV show. Right. I, I, I don't think – I think it's going to be a long time if they ever try to bring in more inhuman stuff. Well, and I, I don't know. Well, it brings up something that I, will t- I would like to touch on later or I could touch on now and then we talk about it later. Because okay. uh, it, it seems that uh, in the trailer for uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, it, it we definitely have the presence of the Illuminati. 
And uh, you know, you do know that Black Bolt was a member of the Illuminati. So, I mean, there you go using that word again. Away are they? Huh? There you go using that word again. I'm I'm just saying, dude. I'm like, how far away are they going to get from the Inhuman thing if? Black Bolt really is a a member, a sitting member of the Illuminati. I, I well, we can talk about that later. I think the Inhumans are going to be. I think they need to try and bring the series back to do it right and fix the mistakes that they made from the from the original run. And right now, that needs to be outside of Agents of Shield. That needs to be the only Inhumans we get in the MCU, and let it stay there. Okay. I think what I mean since phase four has been talked about as being um, more cosmic, I think that's what we're starting to see with um, with the way they're for the MCU altering the abilities of Kamala. Yes, and that the bracelets because it's almost the same way as Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. Her her bracelets are very similar to the way they get powers, like Shang Chi, mm-hmm. except Shang Chi is a the god? I I'm one honestly, I wonder if Shang-Chi's bracelets are tied to the uh the Eternals in some way. Could be. Could be. You know. But that also makes you wonder, are Kamala's bracelets, is it something that the family found that's related to the Eternals that by bonding with those bracelets by putting them on? doesn't make her an eternal but now she has permanent powers similar to an eternal on a cosmic level okay i'm gonna throw this out there wish i could say this was my original thought process and i came up with this all by myself but i actually saw it on the interwebs uh somebody compared that bracelet to quasar yeah where she had Mm -hmm. the quantum bands now Still fits the whole cosmic theory. It does fit the cosmic thing, and there is actually a uh, there is a connection between Quasar and Marvel, the original Captain Marvel in the comics, right? Because the quantum bands were supposed to be his; they were supposed to be Marvel's, right? But something happened, and so he didn't get them. And he had to make do with the negabands. And I'm just, I'm wondering if we're not seeing some kind of tie-in here. Because that split-second scene where she puts on the bracelet and it powers up. Mm -hmm. It looks like there are crystals or lights going around the the band, which is not unlike Quasar's bands. Also not totally unlike the negabands. Right. Now, the powers that she is displaying in the trailer, they kind of match up with Quasar's pretty well. Because right. she can she can do uh, she can, you know, conjure up force fields and it looks like she can create constructs like she, you know, she's creating these stepping stones in midair. Uh, mm-hmm. She creates like a hand that shuts her door. Yeah. That's pretty much what Quasar could do. Now he could fly. Uh, he could fly into space. He could, you know, he could shoot lasers and basically access the entire electromagnetic magnetic spectrum. But primarily, flight force fields constructs. And if you're going to, 
if you're going to divulge, diverge, excuse me, from her comics origin, why not, you know, take something that was stripped away from Captain Marvel's origin and throw in there? Yeah. Right. So the more I'm thinking about it, I'm the more I'm thinking there's there's a little kernel of truth to that. I mean, it, it tracks. I mean, to me, it tracks. Uh, and you know, the thing is, they've been circling around. And hinting at the presence of Nova since Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Well, the um, Nova Core, yeah, yeah, because you had the Nova Core, uh, and it, it, let's let's face it. Now, I mean, we're getting they, we are getting the Young Avengers slash New Warriors put together piece by piece, especially as they're introducing some of these younger heroes. Mm-hmm. Or characters that was that will become younger heroes. So, so no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I just, I just think that I, I think that we have. I, okay, so let me so uh, refresh my memory on this. So, there's only one set of quantum bands, right? Yes. Okay. There's one set of quantum bands, and there was one set of nega bands. Unless a unless additional sets have popped up in recent years, but it's my understanding those are unique items, and the quantum bands come from the quantum realm. They're powered by the quantum realm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. Well, the, it, Kree, okay. see, the Kree were. I remember there was several. There were several quasar issues early on where. Uh, Minerva and Atlas, two Kree scientists, were trying to get the quantum bands for themselves. Uh, right. Since we're talking quantum at the moment, I just got to say, the trailer did include an Ant-Man Easter egg. Kamala Khan is daydreaming just like any regular high school student, but in her notebook, she's wondering who would win in a battle, Ant-Man or Man-Ant. <laughs> So um, they 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 mention it's a cool detail that they they bring up that particular issue because me personally I don't remember who Man Ant is if that's a real thing but the <laughs> fact that she is addressing Ant Man versus Man Ant is entertaining. Yeah, and really, and and I'm going to preface this by saying I've never read any of her comics, so I don't know how much that the trailer is drawing from her. From her comics, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like she's got a whole w- secret life of Walter Mitty slash Ally McBeal kind of vibe going on there. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, where comic book stuff like the word balloons and and the the you know the written notes in the margin showing up over somebody. I'm not sure how much that crosses over, but it makes me wonder how much are we going to spend in her imagination. And will we see a little purple dragon? It's possible. Are you saying low? Oh, I'm God, saying I'm slow on that one. I put it low and over the plate for you, Mike. <laughs> I immediately went Lockheed, and it, it, no, no, what is it? Okay, okay, I'll give you that one. I, I was no. not, I was not Epcot specific enough. Not I did not say go. two tiny wings, eyes big and yellow, horns of a steer, but a lovable fellow. I did not say from head to tail he's royal purple pigment. And there, voila! You get it's figment. Yeah, no, it, it was my mistake. It was it was clearly my mistake. I I did not put it squarely in the strike zone for you. 
And for that, I apologize. Uh, it was clearly my <laughs> mistake. Like in major leagues, just a bit outside. <laughs> it was. If it was a snake, I would be dead. That's just how obvious that was. Well, it's good that it wasn't. This is true. And I don't do that tongue thing either. <laughs> <laughs> I am not above mixing my references, but okay. it'll be interesting to see where you, her, the origin of her powers are definitely different. Yeah. We'll see how we'll see if she winds up being more Quasar than Ms. Marvel from the comics. I I you know what the thing I at the end of the day I'm jazzed. Um it looks like the 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 trailer is definitely fun, you know? Yeah, um yeah. I, I know there's going to be some let's just let's just say the real world's gonna come crashing down. Uh because that happens in Marvel, like like kids you know you know they want to be superheroes and all that's great, but the world comes crashing down. You know, yeah. but they're fighters. So, you know, and they're, they're going to come back and be on top in the end. So I know that, too. But I'm I'm jazzed for the series. I really am. I think I'm going to have to go back and um, I'm got to do myself a favor and do some uh, open up Marvel Unlimited and do some research before the show starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me, you and me both. You and me both. Fortunately, that was one of the reasons I got my tablets. So. I could mm-hmm. I could read Marvel Unlimited and not be squinting at my phone all the time. Exactly that that, that was I because you know what like this past weekend I've read Iron Fist Wolverine and uh, like all four issues of it and it was I, I have to tell you man there's a big difference when you're reading that on a tablet as opposed to on your phone big mm-hmm. difference. Very oh. difference. Very big difference. Bigger screen. One. Much bigger. Yeah. That's the bigger difference. Mm-hmm. And and for me, I just absolutely love the whole guided view. Yeah. That comes with it. So yeah. Right. I don't know. I more more though, I like the whole page view. See, because, that that's me. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I like the guided view, but sometimes a uh, an artist will do something unusual with the with the layout of the page. Right. And I want to be able to see that page like they intended. Yeah. And that was that was my thing. When I the few times I got to pencil and layout, I would love playing with with the structure and the layout of a page. I mean, it, to me, just you know, one square to tie you know, six squares on a page. That's boring. Just yeah. yeah, where it just looks like a, the notes from a PowerPoint presentation. So yeah, I, yeah, I love it when they do that. When they do, okay, I love it most of the time. There was an issue of Spider-Man teaming up with X-Force, and I want to say it was, um, oh, Lord, you know, McFarlane, Todd McFarlane that did this. Right. Where all the pages were landscape. Basically, you've had to turn the, the comic issue sideways like you were admiring a, you know, Playboy centerfold just yep. to read the book. I remember those days, man. I remember those days. Uh, or like um, – and, and, now, mind you, by by time I started regularly reading comics, Steranko was pretty much doing the independent thing. Mm-hmm. But I I went back and some years ago to read the entire run of Nick Fury, Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. I, just what I was thinking. And the the Steranko and Steranko started off doing this at first, like with the one page big, and that was cool. But then when he got 
you know, and pretty much he got to the point where he was doing basically they gave him free reign to do whatever he wanted. And he would do these giant two page splashes mm-hmm. and all like it could be a big battle and you would spend I, I you would just spend all this time picking out all the details because it's this giant pl- splash page, all this detail. There's this fight going on, and you know that once you got past it, whatever happened before is going to be completely changed. You know, by the time you got to after this splash page, and I don't do I don't even. I haven't seen that happen since. Yeah. Like in modern comics. I don't think that happens anymore. Yeah, like those 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 huge two-page splashes like you were talking about. It's almost like, you know, where's Waldo back in the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh the you know, to go back, you know, like even with um was it G.I. Joe issue twenty one, the silent issue? Yeah. Or yes. silent interlude. Yeah. That was just one giant splash. It, it was just one big splash page, one after the other. Now, true, you you had some panels in there, but there was something about the removal of of uh, dialogue. Now, now, some of these splash pages every now and then would have some dialogues, which would just add to you know how deep you needed to dive. But issue twenty one of GI Joe. If if you want a study in how splash pages can move a story, you just got an entire issue, a splash page, splash page, splash page. Uh, amazing. Well, that's the thing, because a lot of times, you know, the dialogue balloons, they help tell the story. Yeah. But it is easy at times to become too reliant on them. Yes. And so if you yank all the dialogue, your word balloons, dialogue boxes, everything out of the the issue, now you got to push your visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yes, that that and that's that's like ne- that's next level. Like, I don't was that something that happened with the distinguished competition or is that was that mainly a Marvel thing? And that was something that was brought over to other independent books because of what was going on at Marvel. Well, I'm not sure, but honestly, uh, I'm sure that you can find art, you know, arguments for both. That Marvel did it first, DC did it first, or it was kind of like they they kind of were doing it at the same time. Yeah, right. Because one steals from the other, and vice versa. Right. It's pretty much been that way since the get go. Yeah. Uh, are, are we looking at um, Hawkeye and uh, Green Arrow? We're looking at just about everybody. Oh, <laughs> even go. I mean, you could even say Batman and Moon Knight, True. which have been thrown out there. Yeah, it, it has been out there, but it, and on the very first blush, don't drill down any kind of thing. I can see where somebody would make that, but I th- and I think that the upcoming Disney Plus series is going to really destroy that. Push that. Push that yes. differentiation. Yeah. Because it's not just some vigilante in a in a Halloween costume. Right. Right. There there's yeah, there, there's a lot more going on with mm. Moon Knight than um, you know, billionaire yeah. Playboy that, you know, oh yeah. Goes out and fights crime at night. So Yeah. Yeah. I'm not knocking that character. I'm just saying that there's some other things going on with Moon Knight. So, you know. 
I can see that. <laughs> so we'll still talking about Miss Marvel. Um, the trailer's released and we know the series is coming June 8th. <laughs> so, um, of course, two weeks before the Obi-Wan series is coming out. So how excited are you guys for now having two shows for a little bit piggyback on each other? Well, you know, I think that's what happens when you eat your vegetables. So I'm glad that I did. Okay. Uh, and then on top of that, Miss Marvel adds Runaways and Critical Role alum Anjali. It, it's it may be Anjali. Uh, and, you know, yeah. Anjali Himani. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have not watched any of the critical roles that she's been in. And I'm sure that they do. You'll call her by name and pronounce it right. So I'll have to go take a look yeah. and listen. But uh, well, we just found out uh, she is being cast in Miss Marvel in a recurring role. According to IMDb, she is supposed to be there in uh, all six episodes. Uh, she's previously right. portrayed Mita Nasari, an employee with the tech company Wizard, in two episodes of Marvel Runaway mm-hmm. and Marvel's Runaways. Uh, her work also. A number of key performances in video games, including Overwatch, Apex Legends, and as well as roles in the Critical Role franchise. You forgot about Fallout 4 Nuka World. But they don't list that here. Well, I'm sorry. Don't don't blame the reader. I know, I know. I'm just saying. She's also in there, according Uh, to Wikipedia. Yes. Um, So I'm trying to see. Yeah. So everything else in this story really doesn't uh, help um, conf- help really push the casting along. Right. Uh, it just starts to get into the depth of the show and, and more about back about the show. But I think it's very cool uh, that she's being added. And mm-hmm. we can hope maybe she's coming back as Mita. I mean, Marvel, gen- generally, Marvel does not recast. Uh, there is the exception is Alfre Woodard. Because <laughs> uh, I believe Alfred Warder just played three different roles. I know she's played at least two. Yeah. Let me see. Because uh, so she was, she's, uh, so she's Mariah in Luke Cage. She was um, the uh, a mother in Civil- which one was what, what was that Civil, that Civil War? War? Yeah. Uh, it's either Civil War or Winter Soldier. And then I think it was Civil War. Okay. And then, uh, but then she's also the voice of um, she, she's the she's the voice of someone in um, an upcoming Marvel animated series. Uh, but I don't know if that would count as oh being part. Oh, uh, I think you're talking about the uh, Devil Dinosaur Moon Girl. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. So she's a she's a voice there, but I don't know if I say that counts. Yeah, personally. So yes. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, that to me that counts. Now it would be crazy if you find out that the character that she plays in, um, and I, I can't see them doing this. That the character that she plays in Devil Diner, Diner Devil Diner Sore and Moon Girl uh, was somehow related, or may have been Mariah, or did Mariah get killed? Maybe Mariah got killed. Uh-huh. If so, then it's a non-issue. Could be as well. So, uh, so yeah, I think that wraps up Miss Marvel. Yeah. Now, um, according to CoverPrice.com, which uses live sales analytics to identify and compile the most robust market price guide, the following Marvel 
titles are in the top 10 comics uh, for for this week. Darth Vader, number seven. Uh, Captain Carter. Wait, let, me, let me go through this. I just realized I have the... Uh, Timeless, number one, Mark Buckingham, uh, Buckingham third print, Marvel, uh, Star Wars, Darth Vader, number six from 2017 uh, because of the Inquisitor, uh, so a Inquisitor is on it. So because of the Obi-Wan trailer, it has drawn fire to that. Uh, they tracked a high sell of a CGC 9.8 at $600. Mm. Uh, the Timeless, uh, trending at current face, uh, FMV, face market value of thirteen dollars mm-hmm. but but they're moving um captain carter and number one animation variant um high sell of 95 dollars. it's in at 90 at um at five number three king conan number three a high sell of 25 dollars uh the current raw fm FMV is $10. Spectacular Spider-Man number 116 from 1986. And I was reporting that this is jumping because of uh, the announcement of Christopher Abbott to join Craven the Hunter. Um, high sale of $150. And coming in at number one, West Coast Avengers number 46 from 1989. Woohoo! Mm. Um, this book is trending specifically due to Mr. Immortal, who first appeared in this issue, and is speculated to appear in the upcoming She-Hulk series. The speculation stems, stems from a leaked She-Hulk audition for a character named Dr. Revive, which many feels is Mr. Immortal. While unconfirmed, this helped a high sale hit a huge $365 for a CGC 9.8, with raw copies going for an average of 17 bucks. Well, okay. This may be something I have to start keeping track of every week. <laughs> every week. What Marvel books every are so in? The, what what books are in? What Marvel books are in uh, the top ten? <laughs> I uh, mean, it's fun. I mean, I when I find out that a book that I bought is actually you know doing you know well, it makes me feel good. I'm not gonna get, I'm yeah. not gonna part with it, but you know, it's just kind of cool to know that you know. Yep. So. Uh, Marvel reveals how Punisher gets his new skull logo. So because there's been a lot of controversy surrounding logo in recent years, uh, this also comes from comicbook.com. No one expected Marvel to give the logo an extreme makeover, but it's happened. Uh, Details behind the change are complicated and tie into Frank's new affiliation with the ninja assassin organization known as the hand. Yep. Um, so when Punisher number one opens, we're introduced to a new terrorist group called the Apostles of War. They're in the middle of stockpiling their impressive catalog of weaponry when the lights are cut out and someone attacks them from the shadows. When lights come back on, only one of their members is left standing and the other is laying dead, bleeding out on the floor. The murderer, the Punisher, who is wielding a sword instead of a gun while wearing his new skull logo that takes inspiration from the hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, The logo now sports two horns extending out from the forehead, along with beastly teeth. It's an impressive and fearsome look, especially when Frank has a Shaolin-like body armor to complete his transformation into the hand's elite killer. Okay, kind of see it. Uh, Flashback sequence takes readers back to the point when the archpriestess of the hand shows up with the army at Frank's hideout. Uh, A brutal and bloody fight kicks off. The Punisher mowing down his attackers while Archpriestess watches on with a gleeful look on her face. Uh, He passes the test as the Archpriestess 
Priestess makes Frank an offer he can't refuse. Um, so there I we mean, have it. I mean, back in the eighties, uh, it is it is still confirmed that Frank Castle is a trained ninja because uh, I think there was a miniseries with the Shadow Masters uh, where it looked like that they were wanting frank to take over a ninja school in in the states and you know then eventually the ninja thing no it's no longer popular so it kind of goes away so and i don't know if it was how often it's been brought up off and on um between the the 80s and now but to me it tracks so i you know i in a weird way if anybody was going to be over the hand I I'm okay with it being Frank Castle, well, which is kind of funny because Matt Murdock was over the hand too. But you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I it's an interesting story arc. It uh, I get some of the logic that they're that they're putting forth with the change. I do not see this change lasting very long. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, every so often you see, like, you know, we get a new Spider-Man. Somebody else takes up the mantle, or we, mm-hmm. or somebody else takes up the mantle of Captain America, or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, like, you know, Doctor Octopus became the new Spider-Man. It, you know, the the story arc runs its course, and sooner or later, the original comes back. Right. They come back to what they. Who they are, what they do, so on and so forth. Right. Eventually, Frank Castle will be going back to armed vigilante assassin with the original skull and with the I'm here to kill all criminals kind of thing. Right. I mean, now this this uh, is a limited series, though, because I believe it's only supposed to be what 11 12 issues so um i mean yes yeah. it, it be listed as a limited series mm-hmm. but i mean for the most part these days guys everything puts out is a limited series because yeah it, and we have said it before on this podcast you know marvel seems to at times have a let's throw it against the wall and see if it'll stick mentality yep. yeah yeah and and they're doing that also with the Star Wars universe as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you are, you're never going to see another series from Marvel, especially a new series, wind up going like the old Captain Americas, the old X-Men's, the old Amazing Spider-Man's, where you mm-hmm. are into 300, 350, 400 issues. It's just right. not going to happen. No, it's not. I it's, mean, if it's they haven't. If they haven't gotten to those high numbers now, yeah. at this point, it's your stubbornness. It's kind of like you know, we'll we'll reboot things, but we'll keep the numbering. Right. You just you're not going to see it. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Especially you know we live in we live in a time now where you know it, it, I'm not knocking it. It's good, but you know, but like most streaming series, you no, know, you're getting anywhere from six to ten episodes a season, and boom, you know and for the most part, it's a self-contained story. It may lead to a second season, you know, but if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I that's a mentality or a, 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 a storytelling style that has translated uh, to comics. So Well, attention spans have gotten shorter. Severely shorter. Severely shorter. Yeah, so it's kind of like, 
you know, five years from now, a TikTok video is going to be considered long and boring. That is scary. It, it is scary, but it's going to happen. I mean, people can't, they don't have the, their, their attention spans do not have the staying power of doing like, you know, 10 seasons of a show now. No, no, no. Not, uh, you have to be so utterly invested. Kind of like, yeah. you know, Friends, so many you know, seasons. How I Met Your Mother, so many seasons. Mm-hmm. MASH and The Simpsons. God, I didn't even know The Simpsons was still going. Yeah. Till recently. I mean, it's kind of like, isn't, isn't Bart Simpson like ready for his AARP card now? Or <laughs> uh, he should be ready for midlife crisis. Yeah. At the, at the very least. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, 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 yes, I am putting on my grumpy old man hat for a moment. And I am just saying, I don't consider it a good thing, but it is what it is. And so, you know, if if a series lasts for 12 issues, mm-hmm. it's considered a successful run. That's nuts. And, <laughs> and, and, and they have done this with Marvel and particularly Star Wars Marvel. Mm-hmm. They have ended a series and then immediately rebooted it within two or three months and starting all over. Yeah. Right. I'm looking at you, Darth Vader. Hey. Yeah, but when they did that, they actually, the second time they rebooted, they went back in time to like a year one. I understand that. I understand that. I am not saying that some of these are bad ideas. If you're going to reboot it, there are there are some ways that you can do it and make it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Vader year one, that was a good idea. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it maybe, you know, it, maybe it's for the best that you don't get you know, 30, 50, 100, 200 issues of something now. Yeah. I do. I don't know. I disagree. I mean, because how do you get to know a character? Okay. Now I'm about to put on mine. How do you get to know a character? You know, I mean, okay. After like the I, reboot, you'll have an opportunity to get down into that character's psyche. I guess. I don't know, man. I, no, I, I, I'm with you. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, maybe it's for the best for the series that it gets cut off after, you know, 12 issues or so, because, you know, by then, who's reading it? Yeah, that's just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree <laughs> I, with you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to, you know, you I, know mean, I mean, you, have, you can have the most monumental story arc. You can have the, the best writers on the planet, the best artists on the planet. You could be making profound statements about life, the universe, and everything, but if nobody's buying the comic, you're just spinning your wheels. That's true, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it doesn't uh, matter. I mean, I, I got to know and love Daredevil because of the Frank Miller run. Mm-hmm. Frank, I think Frank Miller was on the book with, like, what, 30-some books at least? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I don't think that... I, I don't think that I get to know for me, for me. I don't think I get to know a character if I if I'm doing three different twelve issue series because or or maybe maybe I do. Maybe it's the same thing. I don't know. I, I'm speaking facetiously when I say, you know, by the fifth reboot that you'll get to know that character a little bit better. I'm just you're talking to somebody who, when he plays D&D or, or another role-playing game, actually puts more thought and effort into it 
than just a collection of still skills, stats, and dice rolls. Yes, yes. There's a story to that character. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm, I'm, yes. Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, and yes, <coughs> granted, all these characters in Marvel, they have backstories. They have histories. But for better or worse, every so often, you get a new writer in. And that writer wants to put their stamp on them. Right. Uh, sometimes it's good, like when you know Frank Miller comes into Daredevil and wants to put his stamp on Daredevil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get some awesome stories, like when uh, Peter David came in on the Hulk. You get right. some awesome stories. Mm-hmm. We get Jason Aaron coming in on well, pretty much everything. Yeah, he <laughs> has to stamp on stuff. It's good, right? But yes, there is a lack of. You don't get the continuity Mm-mm. Mm-mm. when you say, "Okay, well, we're going to have a Star Lord series running about eight issues, and then we're going to cut that story, and then we're going to go to Old Man Star Lord, and we're going to run about eight issues of that." And then we're going to reboot the whole story, and we're going to have him engaged to Kitty Pride. We're going to run about eight stories there, especially if you've got three different writers on that project. Right. I think it's good for continuity when you keep something going, but I guess what I'm trying to say in a very long-winded, roundabout, rambling, take the scenic route way <laughs> is that sometimes that's just not feasible. No, no. It's not realistic. No. Either writers move on or artists move on or the the target demographic moves on, assuming it was ever there in the first place. That's fair. Yeah. Cause sometimes sometimes you'll you'll chase an audience that you think, well, if we do this, then we'll you know, if you build it, they will come. If you write this, they will come. If you draw this, they will come. That's not always the case. Right. Which leads to if nobody's buying it, you're spinning your wheels. Mm. Yep. And finally for tonight, story from about Kristen Ritter, where she calls Jessica Jones the newest Disney princess after Disney Plus debut. <sighs> I, I, I mean, Jessica Jones would consider herself a princess. I am trying to imagine a <laughs> Jessica Jones meet and greet at Disney's Hollywood Studios. <laughs> <laughs> Where she's hugging some little girl in a rainbow t-shirt. And I'm just like, no, I don't see it. I want to make a comment, but I'm going to save it for off air. Or any other kind of t-shirt. It's just, Jessica Jones does not seem to be the huggy, touchy, feely type. No. <laughs> like I said, I want to make a comment, but I'm going to save it for off air. I, I'll, I, mm, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, I'll have to say, no, I got two words. I got two words. Sweet Christmas. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Now that you've said that, I want to see a Jessica Jones and Luke Cage meet and greet. Oh, what would that be like? <laughs> hey, and Danny shows up and interrupts everything. Nope. I will, I will save my comment for off air. Does not need to happen now. Um, oh, oh, boy. Final thoughts, guys. What? That I thought it out. <laughs> so that, that was pretty much it. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Yeah, All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, actually, I found one more thing to mention. Uh, one, well, two more. Uh, one, there is uh, talk of Daredevil reboot coming and filming soon. And... Okay. 
Um, and whoever posted this in this article with the phone numbers, Lord help you because, um, it may be useful one day. Uh, Disney is apparently getting ready for an untitled Marvel space project. Star jammers. Yes. So, um, so yeah, or maybe, um, the two properties Marvel fans have long waited to see Nova and or sword. Okay. I could see sword. So swords probably sword is probably more realistic, more plausible or likely than star jammers. Uh, sword is a spinoff of shield that in the comics focused on extraterrestrial threats. And we do have, uh, uh, what is it? Um, secret invasion coming. So, you know, yep. Um, whereas in WandaVision introduced a slightly tweaked version of S.W.O.R.D. where the Sentinel World's Observation and Response Division exchanged the word worlds for weapon. Uh, Some fan theory speculates that Secret Invasion series could introduce Game of Thrones stars Amelia Clark as Abigail Brand, who is essentially S.W.O.R.D.'s version of Nick Fury. I can see that. So... Mm -hmm. Um, other than that, I am thotted out as well. So, uh, Thursday, if you would, please. Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Have a nice day. Just kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't like when she does that. Hail Hydra. <laughs> I don't like it when she does that either. I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm not a schwaffle. Uh, you are right now. You're uh, but approved by us. Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Who wants to call it this week? Just time to go dark.